millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. In June 2016, Rodrigo Roa Duterte was proclaimed President of the Republic of the Philippines. His key campaign promise rid the country of drugs and criminality. I will not allow my country to be destroyed with drugs. One of the first things he did, put into place Oplan Tokhang. Tokhang is a portmanteau of two Visayan words, katok, to knock, and hangyo, to ask or to inquire. In a word in Filipino, it could translate to nothing more than kumusta, how are you? In practice, Tokhang brought Duterte's war on drugs into the towns, streets, and homes of millions of Filipinos. Once inside, whether allowed or forced, it would drive the dynamics of government and politics under Duterte and it would impact lives in drastic, jarring ways. In this series, we check on President Duterte's still ongoing war on drugs. Three and a half years into his term, we too do our own knocking and inquiring, our own katok and hangyo. Tokhang sa tokhang, as we would say. Tao po. Kumustang tokhang? In this first episode, we check on the data, the numbers behind and resulting from the war on drugs. Right now, the Philippine government says there are 4 million drug users in the Philippines. That's roughly a little less than 4% of the population. In the course of waging war against the scourge of narcotics, government says there have been around 5,500 deaths. Both numbers are controversial. Critics say the first number, 4 million drug users, is too high. The second number, they say, 5,500 deaths, is too low. This podcast will not settle any debate. This is simply the story of how we got to those numbers and how a parallel battle to qualify the data is as contentious and equally important as the war on drugs itself. We start with one piece of data, one death. Kinumusta namin isang nabyuda ng war on drugs sa barangay Malanday, Marikina. Nanay Kuring remembers that one day three years ago when her husband, the father of her five children, was added to the statistics. Gusto ko nga lapitan. Sabi ng mga polis, huwag na daw lapitan kasi andun na nga yung mga soko. Nakaano na siya, naka yung yellow na ano, natali. We spoke with Nanay Koring on a Saturday near her home in Marikina. Malit na bahay, nakikipagsiksikan sa mga kapitbahay, konting simento, mga ritasong kahoy, tagpi-tagpi sa isang tabi ng makitid na iskinita. Koring, that's not her real name. Tinatago natin ang tunay niyang pangalan. Request niya po. 
that morning, inaantay nilang makauwi si Mister. Araw-araw ganon. Si tatay, kahit pa namamasada na ng tricycle ng madaling araw, uuwi. Si papa mo kasi yun, pag ka mga 6 or 7, nagpupunta sa bahay, binibigyan ng pera yung mga anak ko na mga nag-aaral, pambaon. That routine was disrupted on this one morning in November 2016. President Duterte was less than half a year into his new term. Kuring's eldest, 16 years old at the time, ran to her in panic. Her son saw what happened, Kuring says. The eldest is not around to tell his story, but Nanay Kuring gestures to her youngest and could then only express through the child the questions that remain of that day. Ito? Alam niya kung sino pumatay si Papa. Kasi nagkukwento yung kuya niya eh. Kinukwento, naririnig niya. Mama, sino pumatay si Papa? Police? We have to stress two things at this point. One, we do not know who killed Kuring's husband. Kuring says alam ng anak niya kung sino pumatay sa tatay nila. Her youngest, she says, keeps asking, was it the police? But that is two minors, she is quoting, against which the police officially say, for the record, one, her husband was on the barangay drug watch list, but two, hindi police ang pumatay. Officially, in police files, six unidentified assailants on motorcycles were involved. Even Kuring's attribution of her story to her eldest son is not exactly unwavering. The real witness, she will say in the same breath, is her husband's nephew. Bali, ang nakakita talaga totally yung pamangkin niya, yung anak nung kapatid niya. Na yun nga daw, may nakita silang lalaki, anim na lalaking, mga nakapantalon, may naka, mga nakajacket, nakabonet, nakamas, nakahelmet. Wala namang ibang ano eh, wala namang ibang mapagbibintangan eh. Kuring says masked men in helmets were undisputedly seen ambushing her husband. Who else is there to blame, she asked rhetorically. In any case, this is officially the subject of a police probe, one of now nearly 30,000 cases officially filed for investigation. That's the second thing we have to emphasize about that number, 30,000 deaths under investigation, or DUIs. The Philippine government does not automatically nor necessarily count a death under investigation as a kill in the context of the war on drugs. Not even if the death involves narcotics, drug peddlers, the police, or even actual legitimate police operations against drugs. As we will get to in a moment, it is much more complicated and confusing than that. When Tokhang was launched in 2016, the Philippine government said the program is about rescuing people, allowing them to be reintegrated into society as sober, healthy, and productive citizens. We interviewed the spokesperson of the Philippine Drug Enforcement Agency, or PIDEA. I am Director Derek Arnold C. Carrion. I am the spokesperson of the Philippine Drug Enforcement Agency, and I am representing Director General Aaron N. Aquino. Director Carrion sat down with us specifically for this series. He says it's important to remind that while Tokhang is a national campaign, it is not the national campaign. The Duterte war on drugs is being fought on many fronts. 
including by programs run by the Social Welfare Department, the Department of Health, in cooperation with NGOs and even religious leaders, including members of the Catholic Church that have been very critical of the war. The president wants stronger education programs to make children resilient against drug peddlers. There are community-based rehab efforts that enlist the help of local governments. As for Tokhang itself... Tokhang was in fact meant to account for all those who were reported to be uh, involved in any way in the illegal drug trade from users to even those who were selling. Upang bigyan sila ng pagkakataon na ito na tayo kaysa magkahulihan, yung user magparehab, yung nagtutulak, tumigil, sumuko, magpa-account at manindigan na hindi na, uh, kumbang hindi na papasok sa illegal na droga. Pero ito, sa kinakita ng gobyerno na dumudulog sa mga kabahayan, kumakatok at nakikiusap na tumigil na kayo, magbagong buhay na kayo. In effect, this gives people second, even third chances. Lalo na Initially, it was even offered as, at best, an amnesty program for those who want to come clean or become clean. At worst, it was perceived as an opportunity for a preemptive surrender, preempting death. Better to come out and be listed on community watch lists than to be found out or smoked out or, as Filipinos say, rubbed out by law enforcers. Indeed, today, three and a half years on, ask any Filipino. Tokhang has become code for threats, fear, and deaths, all in furtherance of the war on drugs. Tokhang is a noun. Natokhang is a verb. Depending on who is invoking or blaming it, it means anything from swift welcome justice to reckless operations carried out by police with impunity. Nakatakot na takot kami nun kasi kainitan pa rin ng tukhanga nun eh. Makakasalubong, may makakasalubong kaming mga nakamoto, nakabonet, nakahelmet. Ang bibilis nilang magpatakbo ng motor, ang lalaki pa ng mga motor nila. Takot na takot na kami nun. From the very start, President Duterte himself fueled wariness over Tukhang with a personal promise to police and government agents. Do not be afraid, he says. None of my men will go to prison. I will go to prison myself if I have to, not any of you. But now, officials also throw in, critics say perfunctorily, to only shoot in self-defense. Pideas Derek Carion. Well, yun nga, uh, doon, doon natuon yung pansin ng mga tao, but then again, intindihin natin yung paglilinaw niya bandang huli. Na, ito, ito, ito yung protection na ibibigay ko sa inyo, but then again, ang, ang qualifier doon, gawin mo na maayos ang trabaho mo. There are now thousands of Filipinos who, as Filipinos say, natokhang. That's a safe statement. Thousands. But that is far from being precise. Just as on the other side of all discussions, that which starts from the premise and cause of President Duterte. It is fair, but imprecise, and therefore tricky, and some say, many say, dangerous, that the number of drug addicts in the Philippines numbers in the millions. We start off this series talking about numbers, about data, because the first problem in assessing the Duterte war on drugs is that everybody holds on and cites different numbers, even government agencies. Kami rin naman talaga ay wala rin ding sagot doon kasi mismo ang gobyerno, um, iba-iba rin yung mga kanilang sinasabi. That's researcher Tanya Quijano. Along with colleagues Ika Fernandez and Abby Pangilinan, 
they have for the past years been looking into the war on drugs. For example, in terms of drug users, DDB would say it's 1.3 to 1.8 million, and then we have President Duterte saying it's 4 to 8 million. Here is President Duterte. So I have uh, uh, 4 million drug addicts. Do you think that's, that's an easy number? Here is House Speaker Alan Peter Cayetano. It's estimated that 4 to 7 million people have been using drugs or are becoming dependent upon drugs. Here is the spokesperson for the Philippine National Police, Bernard Banak. Well, the president has stated that the estimate of drug users is now almost 7 to 8 million. And here is Vice President Lenny Robredo during a very brief time when she was dared by President Duterte to lead the anti-drug efforts. The numbers are still rising. When I say the numbers are still rising, the data is coming from government itself. One basic explanation for the discrepancies, differences in definitions. Drug dealers, syndicates, pushers, madalion. Those are easy. But what's a drug user? And when does a drug user deserve to be treated like a criminal or deserve death? Nanay Koring's husband, the tricycle driver, he was, in fact, a drug user. But what did he deserve now that you know that? And if you consider Koring's explanation for his drug use. Umaramit siya. Umaamin naman siya sa akin eh. Sabihin na natin nag-addict siya, pero yun sa kanya, pang ano lang yun, yung kumbaga kasi tricycle driver siya nun eh. Kung sabihin nila, pampagising ng kalamnan. Kasi siyempre, puyat, mag, maghapon, magdamag, 24 hours nung uh, nag-drive yun. Pagka hindi niya talaga kaya yung antok niya, yun, gumagamit siya. Oo. Oh. Oo. In the scope of President Duterte's war on drugs, anybody who has ever taken any kind of banned substance in their life is counted as a drug user. They go to the number 4 million. Even someone who inhaled marijuana once and never did it again. In 2015, the year before Duterte became president, the Philippine Statistics Authority's nationwide survey on the nature and extent of drug abuse in the Philippines suggested that there were indeed 4.8 million Filipinos who had used illegal drugs at least once in their lives. But the same survey also said that as Mr. Duterte became president, there were only 1.8 million current drug users. And so in 2019, the head of the Dangerous Drugs Board, the highest coordinating body for the anti-narcotics campaign, tried to correct the president's numbers. He was promptly replaced. You are fired today. Get out of the service. You do not contradict your own government. And so within government, they have since agreed to agree. Even as the former chief of the National Police, Oscar Albayalde, had to acknowledge... We really do not know where uh, the president uh, get the statistics because he has, uh, of course, sabi nga natin, uh, unlimited yung sources of information ng ating Pangulo. In any case, this is where we currently stand. At the start of 2020, the basic number Philippine officials proceed from 4 million drug users in the Philippines, including anybody who ever experimented and never tried again. So if you've been following along and keeping the question in the back of your mind all throughout, this is where we are currently. Why 4 million? So far, it really is as simple as that. 
it's because the president says so. Proceeding from that, however, government agencies have been adjusting their methodologies, their definitions, to try to fit and reconcile that higher number to the lower numbers that came from the more scientific surveys conducted by the Philippine Statistics Authority in 2015. Derek Carrion. Our most plausible uh, estimate would be our basis on the total households that were subjected to or covered by uh, Tokhang versus the total number of Philippine households with a with an 80% uh, calculation of the identified drug users and pushers, we came up with a total figure of about more or less 4 million. Yeah, but that's basically you're saying you used uh, the numbers from Tokhang. Ratio and proportion. As, as, as a sample. Opo, as and a then, baseline. Uh, and then you apply that to the national population. Of and, drug, and identified number of drug users as well na na na-cover nung tukhang. Na-estimate naman natin, so lumalabas nga na sa more or less. Mm-hmm. Actually, lampas 4 million. Pero to put it safely, 4 million na lang. Uh-huh. Para at least walang butal. But when the numbers come out, uh, supposedly by May 2020, and it says, oh, ito na yung base natin of drug users, to which number will it be compared? Will it be compared to the 2015 baseline or will it be compared to the 4 million working baseline? Well, officially, officially, siguro, it will be compared to their last survey. But then again, dahil nga po masyadong matagal yung lull in between surveys, it, kasi all of these, sir, like when I first entered PIDEA, PIDEA back in 2006, we were working with a 2003 survey, which indicated 1.8 million regular users and 1.3 million occasional users. So, magkano yun? Uh, pag inad mo, nandun din eh. Mm. But the point precisely is if the methodologies are the same, the terminologies are mm-hmm. the same, then it's an apples to apples yes, comparison. Yes. Yes. Ang, ang tanong ng mga tao is, baka naman President Duterte got his way, nag-highball ng estimate, now we settled at 4 million. But mm-hmm. if you compare 1.5, 1.6 million to what it was in 2015, then people will say, oh, that's more or less what we also saw uh, four or five years ago. Kami, mananindigan kami sa 4 million. Dahil yun ang, ayun ang uh, naging resulta ng stratified triangulated extrapolation namin from the total Philippine households versus those that were covered by the, by the campaign through Tokhang. So, all these are, sabi ko, even that 1.8 million is still an estimate in itself. Eh. Mm. Kasi, but it was a more scientific survey. Well, yes, but then again, yun nga, ang problema natin, yung methodology, pati yung pagkakatanong nga daw eh, mm. paano yun? Have you used drugs? And then, paano kung i-qualify pa nila at least once in your lifetime? Yeah, pero <laughs> problema din yung methodology ng Tokang. Pro- because pro- as we said, that wasn't even conducted well, as a survey. Yes, you're it just, wasn't. Diba? You're just looking back on numbers. Oh, nandito. There weren't even professional survey takers no. there. Lahat nga po na nakapagsabi in regard to the, all these studies and to make sense of all these figures, these are all just estimates, in fact. But then again, uh, until the Dangerous Drugs Board publishes their official findings on their recent survey, ang stand po This namin, is the PSA survey. If we is, believe so, yes. Yeah. Yung, yung commission survey na talaga. Ah, ng Philippine uh, on, Statistics on the, Authority. On the, on the prevalence ah. of drug use. Ang nangyari po sa amin, we, uh, and finally, here we are. 
I don't know if you caught that, but Mr. Carrion mentions a 2019 survey of the Philippine Statistics Authority on drug use in the Philippines. That survey is the first follow-up to the 2015 baseline survey, the more scientific study on drug use in the Philippines conducted by the Philippine Statistics Authority. The same set of figures that got the former DDB chairman fired. That official survey was supposed to be released in May 2020. Unfortunately, because of the COVID-19 crisis, its release has been postponed. We don't know when it will come out. But when it does, it will be interesting and it will be important. One, it should give us an idea of how the drug problem in the Philippines has in fact worsened, stayed the same, or maybe improved from 2015 to 2019. Equally important, it will give us an idea of how government will choose to receive those numbers, whether or not it will put its definitions and its methodologies in line with that of the Philippine Statistics Authority or vice versa. In the next episode, pag-usapan natin 5,500 deaths. How did we get to that number? The music you've been hearing is from the Collateral Rap Album by Calix and Balakid. We are using this with their permission and we will tell you their story later. Tokhang sa Tokhang is a multi-episode audio documentary by Puma Podcast. Ako po si Robbie Alampay. This episode was produced by Trisha Aquino, co-written by Annette Ferrer and myself, with research by Nin Sapalo, Kat Ventura, and Christine Chung. Our audio editor is Mark Casillan. Subscribe to Puma Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. Tukhang sa Tukhang also appears on all these platforms on its own channel. Paano masusuma ang kalabisan? Paano masusuma ang kabawasan? Paano masusuma ang karakasan? Paano masusuma ang pasan-pasan? Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.